I'm Ingrid Hernandez. And I'm Christina Pernforce. We are two unlikely best friends navigating the world of entrepreneurship, motherhood, and all that it brings to life in general. Between us, we have about 10 different careers, worn countless hats, but more importantly, numerous types of shoes. From combat boots to ski boots, we've professionally handled them all. And in this podcast, we like to discuss and share the nuggets we picked up along the way and learn some new ones from our fabulous guests. As entrepreneurs, life's a juggle. Marketing, sales, client services, finances, and the list goes on. Let's face it, it's tough. But our motto is, life's too short not to wear high heels. And every hour can be a happy one. Welcome to the High Heels Happy Hour. Cheers! Welcome or welcome back, depending on if this is the first time. This is the High Heels Happy Hour podcast. I'm Christina. And I'm Ingrid. And here we discuss everything entrepreneurial, uh, female entrepreneurship. Uh, and a few brave men, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, most most things entrepreneurial relates both to men and women. But since we are female, we know uh, the, us better. Yes, <laughs> a little bit better. Uh, yeah. And if you uh, are watching us on YouTube, cool. Then you get the full experience. We have a lot of, we make a lot of funny faces. We're very animated when we speak there's a lot of funny no but we do especially when we we look through the uh you know when you do youtube gives you like suggestions of thumbnails oh my god they're hilarious we should start making them as because they're just yeah they're it's funny it's i don't think we we, even laugh yeah that's what makes it fun that is what makes it like always we can check in so I'll go first. Yeah. There's really nothing eventful, <laughs> which is, you know, I guess no it's news good. on the, yeah. No bad. Yeah. I mean, no news is, no news is good news. I just see yeah. we forgot to change this, but that's okay. We're still unwinding and unplugging. We are <laughs> for the summer. Uh, yeah, no, nothing crazy. Everyone's just hanging out. Um, oh, the, the kids picked up a rollerblade, rollerblading. Oh. And they've been all in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood, oh. they they thought regular quads, which is regular skates, is just not cool. So okay. they all got yeah. rollerblades. Yeah, and yeah. they told me that I should get a pair. And I was like, well, hmm. my body mm. does not move like it used to, so I probably yeah, do I've like the, yeah. the sitting down quads while I rollerblade. Ah, oh. my husband rollerblades a lot in our neighborhood. He's always been into that, like fast. But he was great at he's he was great at hockey and a lot of skating. Yeah, I miss. I skated a lot in Sweden. You skated a lot as a kid, but it something with the asphalt and the falling and the it just hurts a lot. Yeah, I don't really trust myself on. But they love it. They they all have a brand new pairs and all that good stuff. So how about you? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, everything's good. Nothing major, exciting, and uh, my son got his new car, and he's happy about that. So, yeah, new car is exciting. Yeah, that's Love it. Good for him. I did not get a new car. Just saying. 
I definitely did not. <laughs> oh, man. One of these days, I'll share the story with Love My Car. But yeah. for now, I'm going to share with you my life hack. Oh, yeah. So I don't yet or yeah, don't have one yet, a cleaning lady that comes in. So I've mastered the 20-minute uh, break with 10-minute cleaning. So we'll have the children and I will clean for 10 minutes, mm -hmm. put the timer on. Yeah. Really loud timer, like yeah. what we use for the Pomodoro. Uh-huh. <laughs> and 10 minutes of cleaning. So you do not do anything else but clean for 10 minutes. And then we all take a break. That's good. I like that. So like a cleaning Pomodoro. Yes. And they I love like it because then they, they, they can do whatever they want. Um, Fortnite, reading, running, eating, whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And then they go back. So we mm -hmm. do that for give or take like an hour or so. Yeah. But it's only... 30, 40, 30 minutes of cleaning, but it's hmm. scattered out Okay, and things get done. That's good. So That's that good. if you have a hard time getting the kids to clean, yeah, do that as an incentive. Well, try it and yeah. see. But it works for me too. Good. So good for I guess you. I did it for self reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always blame the kids, yeah. but then you. Um, what is my hack? Oh, I'm continuing my uh, travel vacation hacks because that's the theme I'm on. So <laughs> and one thing that I'm always, and I'm sure it ha has happened to me in the past, but I'm always shocked when I go away with other people and they say, oh my God, I didn't know it was going to be so cold. Okay, so there are two things, two apps that you have on your phone that you need when you pack for travel. Mm -hmm. The first one is your weather app. That is, I mean, how can you not, we are so fortunate that we live in a time where we can go anywhere in the world on our app and figure out what the weather's gonna be like for the next week or for the next whatever, 12 days or whatever it is. And yeah, sure, it changes a little bit, but it's not gonna change 20 degrees. So if you're going somewhere and you see, oh, it's going to be in the 50s or 60s, then bring a sweater. It's not that hard. So that's the first app. Check the weather at your destination. It is not rocket science. Number two. What is science? Well, well it's not science for me. Someone had to come up with the I'm app. That's easy. Okay. Um, and then number two, at all these people overpacking or underpacking. Oh, I I didn't bring an extra pair of, or I have five pants and I'm going to be gone one day. So, you know, the number of days. So the other app is your calendar. If you have a Google calendar or an whatever calendar you use, just put it, just check on your, what are you doing when you're on vacation? People so don't you do check that. the weather? No. Oh, gosh. People just throw stuff in their bags and they go, oh, I didn't, or you have, five dresses and they're only two nights you're gonna dress up no plan ahead so before you put stuff in your bag plan the day and the weather so you know yeah. okay monday it's gonna be this uh cold during the day this at night and then during the day i'm gonna wear this and at night i'm gonna wear that and then you go to the next day and you see if you can reuse but that plan it before everything and the kitchen sink and supper in your bag because otherwise you pay for a lot of unused luggage and luggage fees are expensive so weather app calendar boom that's my hack i love it now i'm just thinking of if you take so much stuff then you have to clean it when you that's more more so much more stuff you have to 
clean and wash. Well, if you don't use it, you don't have to clean it. But I'm more like, why log a bunch uh -huh. of stuff around it? Or vice versa. Why not be prepared? I think that's more you important to be prepared. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to come out of the blue. I mean, I go away for a month, so it's a little harder to plan every day. But I can, in general terms, I know that this week will be there that week. So I have planned out kind of and what can be reused from week to week. Because if you see different people, you can use the same clothes. And you probably wash. Over yes, there too, of so, course. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yes. Today we're continuing our story of entrepreneurial or entrepreneurial hustle, journey. Hustle so it's, we, we named it Hustle Stories. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And today I am interviewing me! Christina. Yes. So we yeah, we we've interviewed, you've heard from Brandy before, but we said, wait, we have entrepreneurial journeys as well. And you might not mind hearing about ours. And of course, those we we can share uh in detail because we know all about them. Yes. Yeah. So yes. We are gonna get right to it okay so are you ready i am okay so christina mm -hmm. i know about you but tell our listeners a little bit about yourself your professional background like what who who were you who was before? that yeah so my how i ended up doing what i'm doing well background well those of you that have listened know that i'm swedish and my my professional background is I was in advertising for mm -hmm. uh, over 10 years. And that's how I came to the United States. I was transferred through the agency in Sweden to work at the, the head office in New York City. So my professional background is marketing advertising. But before that, as we say in the intro to this show, I um, had been working makeup artist i had been a skiing instructor fitness instructor worked selling bathing suits so, yeah cleaning i had my own cleaning company for years too i started working when i as a cleaning lady when i was 12. my dad his dental practice because i was always a neat freak and uh my dad said well i can pay you or i can pay someone else if you want to come and clean my my practice so the, his staff kind of cleaned on a daily basis but i did the heavy lifting once a week from 12 to 20 i did that every week or 22 actually I might have been. it was uh, every sunday i cleaned the dentist's office yes so yeah i've had a lot of background but marketing advertising brought me to the u.s and then after 9 11 in new york city i experienced that firsthand i knew that that was not what my gift to the world was going to be. Uh, it just felt kind of, um, I know it's important, but it was not how I wanted to help people. I felt like even if I can say that my job is that important and big clients and a lot of money, it didn't feel like really helping people. Mm. So that's when I, but I wanted to stay in the country. So in order to stay, I had to get another visa because my visa was tied to my job. So I oh. went back to school and studied interior design. And why interior design? It just seemed like a fun thing. <laughs> and I think HGTV had just started. So I just thought, ooh, this is fun. 
So yeah, it was not a huge thought process behind it. <laughs> I just wanted to do something else and interior design. And sometimes you don't need a whole lot of stuff, you know, a yeah. lot of just, yeah, but I had, so I, uh, in, 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 advertising i was very young for, to be in the position i was in i was young well paid and then i went back to college and then i was old and not paid at all <laughs> so that was a that was a little hard i mean i had i i was married at that time I had married michael so i had to go from being super independent having all my own money to hmm, can i please have money mm -hmm. it was hard it's a little humbling that's very humbling very mm -hmm. and of course i had i had made a lot of money but living in new york city i also uh, burned through that money really fast so it was not a lot of saving going on and uh, yeah but going back to college studied interior design and absolutely loved it and i will say throughout my life i've always had kind of that eye for detail and mm. kind of like a sense of what works what doesn't work i can't explain it but i think in appetite or in, in in interior design school then i learned why it works mm. like i knew if things look good or not but i did not i couldn't explain it to others but that really get, gave me the reasoning behind why certain things work and not so i loved it and my after we uh, after i graduated had had our son figure at the time and my husband really wanted to move to Florida, always wanted. My husband, for those of you that don't know, he's an ex-professional tennis player. And even though Atlanta, where we lived, it was so warm. It's not a year-round play tennis, golf. No, mm, it gets okay. it can get cold. So he wanted to move to Florida. And it was right in the building boom when Florida were exploding. So as an interior designer, it felt like, oh, that would be a great place. But I thought I was going to be employed by design studio down here. So I was looking for jobs. Instead, I was offered projects like, oh, can you do our house? Can you do this? Uh -huh. um, I did the Boulevard uh, Clubhouse. It was just being built. It forced me into entrepreneurship. It not forced me it just happened I, I but I wasn't looking for it at the time because I thought I was too new to go in for business mm. so also stepping back I come from a family of entrepreneurs both my parents were entrepreneurs my mom had clothing chains and my dad was a dentist and uh, my grandparents were entrepreneurs all of them uh, so that I mean it was a natural way of life but it I just figured it will happen eventually. But at the time when I started my first interior design company, I did not think I was ready yet. Huh. Since I got work job off or not job offers, but project offers, then I was like, well, I might as well just work for myself then. So that's how it started 18 years ago. Wow. Yeah. 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 So you had no choice but to. Well, I guess I had a choice, but, but had I been employed by some firm, I probably would have said yes. But no, it was all great. It was a great. blessing in disguise. It was a blessing in disguise. Huh. Yeah. I learned something new today. Yeah. Well, that brings us to what is your why? Or what people might think of your driving force. Like, okay. So I will say that my my. Of course, behind any why I have work-wise or in life is, of course, the family, and that I want to be, um, I want to be able to provide 
I want to, as, as most people, or if not everyone, uh, I also want to be a good role model for my mm. children. But I think why I love to do the specifically what I do with interior design and personal styling is that I feel life is way too short to walk around and not be happy with mm. how you show up in the world, how you live, how you look. Too many people that I meet, and we all meet, mm. are just not happy want to hide in some way or constantly wanting to change or waiting for that change and i feel like no we we need to do it now and here and i want to be able to provide that where you where you feel happy and confident showing up who you are every day not just certain occasions so i think that's that's my um that's my big big why and i know having that kind of gift or whatever you call it for me these things have always come natural it's my duty to pass that on and it's not again not rocket science but we're all good at different things mm -hmm. right someone might be really good at singing or whatever it is i can see style what works i just have that eye i know which i've always thought everyone had but learning it's not that's not the case no not everyone does <laughs> but i have come up with a way where i can teach it to others and i think Today, that's like the more people I can teach to do for themselves, the better. I love it because I think you you pull out a lot of authenticity. You know, you kind of tweak what they like, yeah, and enhance it to no, you can do this and you can do that too, yeah. So it just makes it more eye opening. Yeah. So I've seen you start someone here, mm -hmm. and then you've seen the finish go. Oh my gosh, I didn't know I can look like this, or yeah. my house can do this, yeah, with just. A little knowledge yeah so yeah i love yeah. it and again it's not it is not hard it could be harder for some people but there is a a reasoning behind it there is a way you can learn to do for yourself even if you feel you're not born with a gene so to speak yes i was definitely not born with that gene so i'm happy that we met <laughs> uh so you talked a little bit about this uh, and our next question mm -hmm. is kind of what inspired you to start your entrepreneurial mm -hmm. journey? So, yeah, I mean, as I said, I was kind of, it kind of fell in my lap, but I do think I was, I started as an interior designer. The, the company I have today, Aesthetics and Style, that was born out of me adding image consulting into the mix. Mm. So I think, but that was a process. And in between there, I was a, Mary Kay sales director too for many years. So the last, well, when Aesthetics and Style was formed in 2018, it was learning how you combine it all, kind mm -hmm. of seeing the full, not just the home, not just the person, but it, how it all works together hand in hand and how you can really affect someone's life when you look at it from all, because so many rules are the same when it comes to personal style and interior style it's the same rules apply but to to kind of combine it all that was exciting which i didn't think for myself was i thought that was just crazy talk but really i love that that i get to do both sometimes separately but even better when i get to do them combined yeah i so, bet and again having parents that were entrepreneurs it just I knew I was going to do it at some point, didn't know when. I, now I could never, having been employed by corporate America and corporate Sweden, <laughs> I could never go back to being employed by someone else. Never. 
that that can be tough. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could do, I sit on boards, I can, you know, do things, volunteer, mm -hmm. where you have someone else who is in charge. I don't mind that. Someone else. To depend on. To depend on, to depend on paycheck-wise, to depend on schedule-wise. No, absolutely not. That's a big firm. No. I love it. Yeah, no, I can, I can see that. Let's see. What's the best advice that you have ever gotten? Yeah, that's a hard one because there's so much, there's so many things people have told you throughout the years that are great advice in different circumstances. But I think one of the best things we were told actually in Mary Kay the first time was make everyone you meet feel mm. important. And the sense of how do people feel when they leave your space? That gave me goosebumps because yeah. like, so that's such yeah. a huge thing. And I thing. think that to me just speaks volume. It's not just through what you do for a living, but it's in every way you act around mm. people. How do they feel after they've been in your space? So it's whether or not you smile, look people in the eye mm. and smile, whether it's the cash out at Publix or it's, it doesn't matter who it is. You want to make sure people feel great in your presence and you make people feel important. Don't belittle anyone and any in what they do. Uh, just make everyone feel special. And of course, it, in my job, it can, it can be easy to make someone feel special because it's kind of, you know, yeah, it's 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 all like style and pretty things and ha happiness that way but in ev every aspect of life but the initial contact too i mean you yeah. you when you talk what you're talking about now is when you have them as a client yeah but in order for them to have you or hire you mm -hmm. you would have had to make that impression on them yeah you would hope <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah. if they hired yeah. you but if you didn't yeah. make that or if you didn't if you weren't uh, aware of that yeah then you wouldn't have yeah, but I, I think in, in all aspects of life, you want to make sure, and we talked about it many times, you know, be an active listener, mm -hmm. pay attention, a little kindness goes a long way. I try to live by it, but I do have a short temper. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> you. I get fast quick. I get angry quick, but then I calm down quick too. I don't hold the grudge, so I can get over things very okay. fast. We're a little different. Yes. But it's it's to sometimes on the phone I can be not so nice when when I speak to companies or service departments and you're like what to Ingrid? Well, it's only when Ingrid deserves it. No, just kidding. <laughs> Do you guys hear that? Oh uh, my! No. They heard it. It's, yes. it's, it's recorded. Yes. No, but it's it's important. Afterwards, mm. I'm like, man, that wasn't nice. I should have known better. Yeah. So mm. I try to live by that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a great thing to yeah. live by. I should say another professional thing since you you've heard our episode uh, a couple of weeks back, or maybe it was last week. Building an email list that was the best professional tips. The importance mm. of starting your email list. And at the time, I was like, "What am I going to do with that?" I was so glad someone told me that early on. Yes, love it. Okay, so what do you wish? Wow, this is a really good one. Someone had told you about entrepreneurship. Any rude awakenings that you're just like, <laughs> whoa, if I would have known. I will say no. I mean, really, there's really not, since, again, since I've had parents that went through it, I've seen it my whole life. And I know mm. for my 
my dad was a little different. He had a lot of emergencies come up as a dentist where maybe he, if he was on vacation away from Stockholm, the city where I grew up, then he couldn't do much. But it was a weekend or something. He would go in and help out do mm-hmm. emergency if he could. So I knew that. And then with my mom, I know staffing issues, taking care of taxes, invent all that stuff. I mean, we went through, and also when she had customers complaining or, so I, a lot of that, I, I knew that you had to put in hours. You had to work hard when it's your own business. You kind of, your business, you live with your business. So that was not rude awakenings. I knew that. No, I think, I think I was fairly, I think the big difference from having being employed is loneliness. Mm. You can feel a little lonely because when you're in a, an environment with colleagues, you always have someone to bounce ideas with, or you can chat mm. to someone. But when you work, when you're a solopreneur, it was a it's little, you. it was me, myself and I, and I could ask my husband's advice, but it probably not for the best in this case design case but no no that was not what i was looking for (laughs) yeah yeah uh, yeah no so yeah the 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 i think so the importance of making sure that you have like we talked about two networking opportunities or chance to to have people maybe that do the same thing as you do and just balance ideas i think i love that yeah because you you kind of had a lot growing up you were kind of yeah. You saw it. Yeah. You yeah. saw it. You lived all the rude awakening. Yep. Yeah. No, so I knew. you kind of knew. I knew the problems. Huh. So how do you handle failure or mistakes? Actually, can you share something you've gone through that you kind of maybe a hiccup and that you were able to bounce back or something that you're just like, gosh. Well, I've never done a mistake. Or have any issues whatsoever? <laughs> just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm no, kidding. yeah. <laughs> well, um, well, you might have. Yeah, no, of course, bad. of course. I think I will say though one thing about getting older is you don't take things as personal anymore. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that big difference. Uh, no, I just, <laughs> just I don't kidding. care <laughs> as much okay. about what other people think. I think with experience mm. and with somewhat <laughs> maturity, you kind of like. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, I think I think taking things personal when you are working for yourself and your business is your baby, it's it's harder to say, oh, it has nothing to do with me. The fact that they dismissed me or didn't hire me or, mm, of course. Yes. But I've, I've had, in, especially one, and I will say it has not happened often, I had... A client and who wanted to hire me interior wise and after initial two weeks of working I'm just noticing that this is not gonna I mean there's no way this is gonna work so I resigned and gave her her money back and I think she was not upset with me doing it so I think it was mutual we were just not a good we were not compatible in huh. not so much style wise in, in how we worked and how expectations and yeah, it just was not, she said she liked a certain style and then what she showed me was something completely different. So I never knew what it was she actually wanted. I don't think she knew either. doesn't matter her reasoning. She It's her house. So she's entitled to want whatever she wants, but wow. that's the only time I have fired a client. 
And I think had I not done it, she probably would have fired me down the line. I think I just but beat, having that beat her to it. Yeah, that's, that's... And I, I just gave her all her money back and said, you know what? I had done some work already, but it just felt like the money was not that important. I, I wanted us to end on a clean break. Yeah. And, and a sort of a positive, not positive, but at least no held grudges. Mm. So if I lost some money there, that's completely fine. It was my time. I, I didn't have any out of pocket expenses. So that's one way you just gotta, you gotta take the dollar signs out and you gotta take yourself out of the equation. Mm. Same thing with when you have, with design and and you might come up with concepts and suggest all these furniture for a client that they think that you think is like this is perfect and they show you something they picked up themselves and it's not completely what you would what you had in mind but you know what it's not my house if they love that that's perfect and then it's the perfect thing for their house so just i just take myself it's out of there's i have no ego when it comes to someone else's house absolutely not but i did way more in the beginning so just gotta understand they're the ones living there not me yeah because i think maybe if i'm i don't know if i'm wrong but you're thinking well then if you're gonna just choose what you like then why did you hire me well sometimes hiring someone you don't necessarily hire me for me to make all the options, but you hire me to get my or, or to opinion. get second second opinion on things. Right, but I think yeah. before, if I'm understanding, you would probably take it more personal, saying, yeah. "Hey, like, yeah, so exactly." That would be more like, well, "Obviously, you don't need me." <laughs> <laughs> we all need a Christina. Uh, so this would be interesting to hear. Oh, okay, shoot! I okay. can't wait to hear it either. <laughs> how, <laughs> how do you manage stress or what I love to call it? How do you maintain harmony? Oh, well, I, <laughs> I will say I do have a fairly high stress tolerance. I know that I can, because I think too, having done in advertising, you won't survive a week if you don't have high stress mm. tolerance. So I know uh, to my own detriment, de what do you say, to my own de detriment, detriment. Um, which has been it's my stomach because I, I kind of carry stress in my stomach. But anyway, I think physical activity is the way mm. I manage stress the best. So running, walking, any kind of workout. Boxing is a good one. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while, but it's fun. And No, I think movement always lower stress i do you know i i schedule my workouts like i schedule any other meeting i don't think i really get super stressed that often because it's kind of built into the system that i'm going to work out mm -hmm. uh, but i think yeah physical movement is the best way and then the other way i handle stress is yes in my gut but also i get i go inwards i'm not a scream shout throw things stress person i get get super quiet and just go into my own world you might not you might ask me things but i won't answer because i'm just so inward um, so you're you close off completely yes. when i get stressed and i just focus then i'm just super focused on what it is i have to do and then everything else just gets blurred i have 
laser vision. And, uh, yeah. See, I knew I was going to be mm. a little. Yeah. No, yeah. it's uh, that's not great either because then people might need you when you're like, uh, I just, I'm like, leave me alone. Let me get done what I need to do. And then I'll, huh. which was not great when you're employed by other people. <laughs> they need your attention. No, I, I would, yeah. But yeah. when you work for yourself, it works better. <laughs> I, mm, I learned something new. Yeah. Well, I think I, I, I knew that about you. But I think differently. So that's where I've, I learned how to work with you. Yeah. You know, I, I learned that about you. And I was like, huh. It's like, she's not. Okay. Okay. I'm like, that's who you be. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know. Can't help it. No, but it's, you know, I, it's good to, to know. And that's a perfect example when you, when you network or when you mm -hmm. work with people. It's good to know how they work. Yep. When they're stressed happy, mm -hmm. indifferent, mm -hmm. excited, and all yeah. that good stuff. But I don't think, I, I can't say that I'm super stressed these days. I, I don't think I am. I mean, there, you, we all have levels, mm -hmm. but it's not, I don't think my job is super stressful. There are periods where I have to do more and less, and there's really something needs to get done. We have all have deadlines. Mm -hmm. But no, I, I, I think working out and making sure I move I, I think I I'm fairly level-headed these days. Love it. Fairly. I mean, like, yeah. Hey, fairly, it can be used <laughs> super widely. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, so five years, which will be here before mm. we know it. So, okay, five years. I will have no children, which is really scary. Oh, I will be an empty nester, mm -hmm. unless one moved back home, but I don't think that's gonna happen. So they will be in college and out of college. No, I think I will, I do not have any plans on retirements at a certain age. I feel like I wanna live till I'm like 120. And I think with, we can hack, with biohacking, that's gonna be possible. And, and good living and taking care of yourself. I feel like I love what I do. I might not work as much when I get older, but five years from now, I think I think my company is still thriving. Probably, I probably have employed someone mm. part-time, uh, but have more set of contractors helping me with things. That I can see that. I hope I get to do um, keep working um, in the online space so I can do more courses and maybe online um, master classes and things. I I hope to do more of that. In five years, I think I will do more of that. Stay tuned. Dun, dun, dun. I can see that happening. Yeah. So I love that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to it. Okay. You're my friends and I'm gonna okay, keep seeing that. We'll be doing Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So five years. Where are we then? Wow. 20, 28. Okay. Oh my Ooh. gosh. Ooh. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've heard a little bit, but where if they're this is if this is their first episode they're listening to. Well, congratulations. Where, yes. About time. You know, like come on. Where can they find you? You can find me on the High Heels Happy Hour website. <laughs> Uh, no, so my uh, you can find me at christinapernforce.com. 
can't spell my name by now, check out the show notes. <laughs> you can find me at connectwithchristina.com, Christina with a K. There you find links on how you sign up for my my uh, newsletters and all that good stuff, TED oh, Talks, nice. all that good stuff. And then my company's name, if you want to see kind of work I've done, uh, it's aestheticsandstyle.com. And I'm not going to spell it here. Check the show notes. Yes, check it out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then on Instagram, of course, Christina Pernforce, Facebook, Christina Pernforce, and LinkedIn. I love it. Yeah. Love it, love it. Yeah. So anything you would like? to add disclose no i mean i think your... it's uh, i think it's funny that as a swedish girl as little if they would have told me i would have been you know living the american dream mm -hmm. i would probably not have thought that was possible so yeah doing it over here uh in the u.s um kind of having your own company living the american dream is pretty cool and you done pretty awesome at it. Well, so you know, I learn something new every day, and uh, that's the key. Yeah. That's the key to a good yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. If you don't, as I've said before too, if you don't grow, you die. <laughs> you don't go one yes. way; you go the other way, and that's just deteriorating and yes. And no fun. Yeah. Well, that I thought that was fun because I oh, knew God. some stuff about yeah. you, but isn't not... it great that we can still surprise each other? Yeah, yeah, you you've done that quite a bit the last few episodes. <laughs> yes, that's right. I was a vegetarian for thirty-four years. Not anymore. Yeah. Yes. And she waits to tell me in yes. front of you all. Yes. That's, uh, that was probably like a thousand gifs. It was like doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> you could have taken like a bunch of pictures, but during that what two seconds, two minutes of uh, yeah. breaking news. What? Yeah. Oh my. That is what I did. <laughs> oh my. Well, Christina. Yeah. As always. This is yeah. always fun. And I will say for those of you that are thinking of um, entrepreneurship, uh, definitely try it out. Try it as a side hustle first and then uh, do it. It's so worth it. Why not? Yes. Why All not? right. Cheers. School. It's just Swedish. Swedish. Yes. Salute. Cool. Okay, Christina, I guess we finished another episode. That was fun. Yeah. And if you liked this episode as well, don't forget to follow the show and share with a friend. You can also join our High Heels Happy Hour podcast group on Facebook and continue the conversation. Time to put our feet up. The high heels are coming off. School! School.